God has a destiny for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. You know, and it's in that, it's in following him. It's in following after him. It's following his word. It's following his presence. It's following the still small voice. It's following the word that he illuminates in our lives. That will bring you right into position where you fulfill everything that he's called you to do. You know, when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, it wasn't a dove, it descended like a dove. And what did it, it directed him. It directed him throughout the rest of his life, throughout his ministry, to where he got to the place where he said, I only do those things I see my father do. I only say the things I hear my father say. Hallelujah. Last week I started talking about being planted. And being planted from the aspect of of fulfilling his plan and his purpose for our lives. You know, as, as a pastor, I mean, my passion is to see you walking in God's perfect will for your life. That's why I, I believe, and we as a church are a word of faith church. We Because we believe faith is what pleases God, and faith is what's going to cause you to inherit your destiny. Amen. You know, this year, 2017, the faithful will flourish, and it shall be like days of heaven on earth. Yes. Say that with me. The faithful, the faithful will flourish, will flourish. And, it and it shall be like days of heaven on earth. What is flourish? It's to increase, it's to abound, it's to increase, it's to thrive, it's to come to a high point in one's life. Amen? It's to abound. It's to break forth. It's to break forth. Hallelujah. God wants you to flourish. He wants you to flourish in your role as a husband. He wants you to flourish in your role as a a wife. He wants you to flourish as as parents. He wants you to flourish. You know what? He wants your business to flourish. He wants your bank account to flourish. He wants you to flourish in your job. He wants you to obtain wisdom that will take the person that you work for to a whole nother level. You see, a lot of times we just put God in a box as it pertains to this. No, he wants you to flourish in every area of your life. Man, Man, I think when I think about that, how God puts will put you in places, not just for you to flourish, but for people around you to flourish. See, a lot of times we're, 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 we, we kind of get kind of complacent and we're waiting for something else instead of realizing that God wants you to flourish right where you are. Yeah. Well, one day in the future, I'll, no, how about flourishing right now? You know, I, I made a decision when I was working at that pharmacy in 1993 where I was making four fifty an hour that it didn't matter what I was making, that God was going to see my life flourish, that I was going to flourish in my life. It didn't matter how much I was making right now. It didn't matter because, see, God saw where I am today. You know, last week I told you the story is when I was eight, when I was 12, when I was 14, when I was 17, and when I was 19. Throughout my life, God was trying to get my attention, but I didn't want to listen. That the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the word of God, the presence of God was trying to direct me in my future to my future. But I didn't want to listen. 
But it was when I surrendered, when I chose to surrender to that presence and that voice, to his fire, so to speak, that God directed me to where I am today. But, but I, had to, I, I had to see myself, even though I wasn't there yet, I had to see myself differently. Well, I guess this is just what I'll do the rest of my life. Well, who cares if the rest of my, it doesn't mean I'm limited by that. God wants you to flourish. God wants you to bounce. Say that, say that with me. God wants me to flourish in every area of my life. Hallelujah. Because you know what? It's, it's who he is. It's not about you. It's about who you are in him. It's about what he's made you. He's created you to be royalty. Now, he's created you to be royalty. None of you, some of you don't believe that. He, I'll say some, something that may um, knock some. Say he wants you to be rich and wealthy. Be like, well, well, pastor, you know, well, you know, Jesus was. Wait, wait a minute. Let's let's talk about the new covenant that Jesus came to make ready for us, that provided access. We live under a new covenant. Hallelujah. Don't limit God. Amen. Don't limit God in your life. Amen. You're called to flourish. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms 92. Hallelujah. Being planted. Thank you, Father. Psalms 92, verse 12. It says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Who's the righteous? So that's me. Come on, yell it out. That's me. You will flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those that are planted in the house. Hallelujah. If you want to flourish, you need to get in the house. You need to get in the house. Now, now, be, now, I'm not talking about necessarily these four walls. Now, in this series, we're going to talk about what, what the church is and what the church is called to do, how the church is, ecclesia. It means the called out ones. And so I'll get into that eventually. But we talk about, when I'm talking about being planted in God's house, and we'll get into the, those aspects of what being planted in his church is all about. But first, you need to understand about being planted in his house. First, you need to understand this word planted is not a necessarily a seed that has grown up, but it's a, it actually means in the Hebrew, it means transplanted. Look it up in the Hebrew and it's the word transplanted. So those that are transplanted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. So, so what does that mean? See, there was once a time, there was once a time in my life where I was planted in one kingdom. Now that I made Jesus the Lord of my life, I have been transplanted into a different kingdom. I, 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 was, I was living in the world system, in the world's house. Now I'm living based on God's house. See, I'm planted in his house. I'm living under a new system. I'm transplanted. When, when in 1993, in 1992, I was living in Maryland. But in 1993, I was transplanted in Texas. 
Actually, in 1999, sorry. I got born again in 93. That's when I got transplanted into a new kingdom. Amen? Those that are planted in the house. Hallelujah. Joseph, if I were to have you over to my house, you know what? You would now be a partaker of what's in my house. See, you can't be a partaker of something that I don't have in my house. You're a partaker of what I do have in my house. So when I got planted in in his house, see, it's not just a house or any old house. It's his house. See, I want to, I want to stay in his house. What does his house represent? It represents his presence. It represents the way he does things. It represents, it represents the way how he operates. It represents what he has access to. It represents his word. So when I talk about being transplanted in a new house, now I live by a new way of doing things. I live by a new set of rules. I live by, I live by different words and I live by a different presence. Being planted in his house. Those that are planted in his house shall flourish in the courts of their God. So when you flourish in his house, when you, when you are planted in his house, you'll flourish outside his house. See, when I flourish in my relationship with him, you know what? I'm going to flourish outside to where I affect other people. And we'll get into some of those things in the future. Being planted in his house, you'll flourish Another word of flourish that I brought up last week was this, this definition in, in, the, in the Hebrew. Is this to break forth like a bud. Break forth like a bud. It's not just breaking forth, but it's, it's blossoming. Meaning it's not just breaking through a little bit. No, you have broken forth to now you become something brand new. So flourishing is also about transformation. So I'm, I'm breaking through. I mean, I'm coming from one type type. I'm coming from a seed, so to speak, to now I'm breaking forth and I'm budding. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So when you are planted in him, when you're planted in him, it's going to cause you to break forth and blossom into what God's created you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. You know, just to kind of shake yourself just a little bit. I'm breaking forth and I'm, and I'm budding. I, 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 I am about to blossom. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor. I'm, I'm about to blossom. Hallelujah. See, so being planted, it's about fulfilling the plan of God on your life. Let's go to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Thank you, Father, for directing my words today. Hallelujah. It's being directed by you. If you want to interrupt me, interrupt me, Father. John 12, verse 23. I talked about this a little bit last week, but I want to take off from here. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man may be glorified. So let me just stop there. The hour has come that the Son of Man would be glorified. So the hour right now, Jesus is speaking. The hour has come in. It's right now. So Joseph, Jesus is telling us the hour is coming right now. I'm stepping into my destiny. 
the hour has come for the Father to glorify. What is glorify? It means to lift up. So I want you to put it this way. Jesus is saying, the reason why I came, I'm about to fulfill it. The hour has come and the Father is going to glorify me. Meaning he's going to bring me into a place of prominence. He is going to bring my life into a place where the reason I'm here is completed. So that's what he's saying. The hour's come. You know what? You have an hour and I have, a, I have an hour. See, God wants you, wants to glorify you in the earth. <laughs> See, some of you are like, you know, is that, is it okay me to say amen to that? Is it, you got to realize Jesus being glorified wasn't about Jesus being glorified. It was about God's will being accomplished. So you being glorified isn't about making you famous. Dr. Savell never set out to be a household name. He just loved God and loved people. So being used by God isn't so people know your name. Being used by God and him glorifying you is so you can influence and impact more people. That's what being glorified. Jesus said, my hour has come and, and it's time for me to be glorified. Me is about to me to influence a whole lot of people. So when you step into what God's called you to do and he glorifies the giftings, the talents, the graces on your life, you're going to step into something where you infl- he glorifies you, but it's not for you, but it's for the kingdom of God to increase and expand. Realize that your prosperity, the prosperity that God wants to overflow in your life is not just for you, but it's for his kingdom to expand and increase. Amen. That's what being prosperous and rich is all about. It's to the Bible says this blessing will come on us and be seen on us. So the blessing, so the blessing can be seen, but also is to come on us. So, so we have the ability to resource and give resource into the kingdom of God. So we can support every missionary across this world that's preaching the gospel. So the end can come and people get saved and we can get out of here. Amen. Amen. So verse 24 says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a, a kernel or a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Being planted. Being planted in the house. Here Jesus says, except a corn of wheat, meaning God, the Father's about to glorify me. And then he says, verily I say unto you, except. So he, now he, I believe he's given us a description of how is the Father going to glorify him. And it says here, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Say much fruit. Let's, let's look at that. I want to give you an example here. Someone say, that's a pine cone. And that's an acorn. <laughs> that's a big acorn. Uh, I want another acorn here. Now, this small acorn is from a California black oak. 
that grows along with sequoias. It's a pine cone from a sequoia tree. And this acorn was actually found at LeBlanc Park in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> you everything's bigger in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, California black oak, you ain't got nothing on a Texas oak. <laughs> but so we, we look at these, it says, unless a kernel of wheat, a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But it brings forth much fruit. You see, if I were to have a package of seeds up here, it doesn't matter how long I have those seeds and I have the package of seeds or how much I hold this in my pocket. You know what? It's never, this would never produce another tree. But you know what? It doesn't change the fact that it's still a seed. It's still a seed and it's going to be, it's going to remain a seed until it's planted in something. It's got to be planted in something because, because until it is planted in the right environment, it doesn't know what to do. So it can be a seed all day long, but until I plant it, see, until this seed dies, meaning, I mean, what does that mean? When this seed stops being in this stage. You see, I think too often in the body of Christ and as believers, we're settled with our seed stage. You know what? I am not settled with where I am in my walk with him and the call upon my life. And I know if I want to become what God's created me to be, I've got to get out of seed stage. See, because what happens next when you plant that seed and it ceases being a seed, what happens is now we have germination. And what happens is something breaks through the outer shell. From the inside out, something breaks through the outer shell. So all of a sudden this germinates and it can grow up. And the next thing is a blade. Then it brings the fruit. Then it brings the flower. Then it brings the fruit. And then it drops a seed so more things can grow. So we have to be, I believe there's too many people in the body of Christ that are still seeds. You're not, I'm not saying that you're going to hell. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying you're still in seed stage. Because you haven't got to what Jesus has said that said to where you die. See, we accept Jesus into your life and you've made him Lord of your life. But if you really want to step in and fulfill your purpose, there's going to be half of the time where you break out of your seed stage. And the only way for that to happen is dying. Hmm. You know, there's usually a whole lot of shouts when you talk about talk about a dying message, you know, it's. So, Pat, get back to that prosperity, rich thing. Yeah, this is part of it because, because until you die to self, you'll, you'll never be obedient to give what God's called, told you to give. You got to realize that, that we talk about tithes and offerings into this new covenant. He owns everything. See, if we really step into a new covenant, we, we give based on being led by the spirit of God. And usually it's more than 10%. It's <laughs> another message. So, um, so you can correct me if I'm saying anything wrong, Miss Carolyn. So, look, look, verily, verily, I send you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it, 
And he that hates his life in this world shall keep it into life eternal. Thank you, Father. You know, I, I don't care how much you like things in this earth. I don't care how much you don't like or dislike things that you see going on in the world around you. It's not forever. And I believe there's too many people spending too much, too much time focusing on natural things that are going on around us right now and getting involved with discussions and getting involved with, with rhetoric, getting involved with attitude when, when you need to be focused on Jesus. I'm not saying that we don't, we shouldn't show honor where honors do, honoring our nation. But I'm saying, don't go overboard as it pertains to, are my responses bringing more people into the kingdom of God or keeping people out of the kingdom of God? We're to not be like this world. Not like this world. We live among this world, but we're not to be of this world. And I'm not saying that to belittle United States or anything like that. I am a patriot and I love this nation and I will stand every day. But what we need to make sure is, is we don't get off target of what our focus is. And I think if, if we would step into a place where we die, we can actually break forth and bud. Cause see, that's what Jesus was really dealing with. He goes, I have to die. So things can break forth and bud. He that loves his life shall lose it. I mean, the very thing that you try to hold on to in this world and the very thing that you try to argue about in this world, the very thing that, that, that you're trying to do, and you know what? It says eventually you'll lose it. Wow. That, that person and that relationship that you're trying to make work and you know you're not supposed to be with them. You're trying to make that work. You know what? You're going to lose it and you'll lose everything else around it. I'm trying to hold on to this. I'm trying to hold on to that. See, that's the problem. You need to stop holding on to it. Yeah. It's true. That's all. I don't know what I, where that came from. <laughs> he that loves his life shall lose it. And he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now get this. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Him will my father glorify. Him, the word honor there means to bring great value to. So if we talk about planning ourselves and dying and we talk about uh, talking about hating, hating our life, so to speak, and planning our life as a, as a seed. And it says, if we serve him, see, that's how we say, how do we die? He, he tells us, how do we die? If any man serve me, that's how you die. If any man serve me, what, how, how can you describe someone that's going to serve him? He says, let him follow me. So if you want to serve God, follow him. See, that is the aspect of dying. It's not just coming into the house, so to speak, coming into the church and I made Jesus the Lord of my life. No, that's where it begins. But it's time to plant yourself. It's time to plant yourself and it's time for you to die to self. 
Because it's when you die to self and you follow him, he says, him will my father honor. Meaning the person that's serving me is the person that's following me. And the person that's following me is going to cause God to bring great value to his life. Those that humble themselves under his mighty hand, he will exalt you in due time. See, it's dying to self what you want. What you think, what you desire is dying to those things and allowing what he desires to break forth and bud in your life. Man, I remember, you know, having a heart for God and, and wanting to be used by God. And but at the same time, I didn't want to give up me. I didn't want to give up me. And I got to a point where finally I was like, Lord, I'm tired of, uh, of just everyday life. I'm tired of it. Just even my everyday Christian walk. I, I, there's something more. There's got to be something more than just going to church. There's got to be something more than just this life that I've lived up to this time. Even though I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. And it was something in me crying out. There's got to be something more. And I remember being desperate for change in my life and, and, and knowing that if I, there was something different going to be happening inside my life, it was going to have to do with what am I following? I was following too many worldly things, too many things that were getting my attention, but yet there was still no happiness in my life. And I remember going to, to the church that I lived next door to and, and uh, my roommate and I, we would clean the church every Saturday night. For the next day. And I, I remember vacuuming and, and, and one time I was there by myself and, and, and this ended up happening over a period of time. And, and I was just, you know, I was really got to this place where I just was desperate for more, so to speak. And I know God wasn't keeping anything from me and I wasn't trying to work for more, but there was something in me crying out for more. And I remember I just stopped vacuuming and, and, and all of a sudden I, I just started walking around the church, walking around the church and I just started praying I started praying. I was like, I was like, God, there's something in me and I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I want more of you. I, I want to be used by you. And, and so this ha- would happen week after week after week. I would finish vacuuming and next thing you know, I'm, I'm walking around the church and I'm just praying. I'm praying. And, and all of a sudden, man, all of a sudden I started hearing his voice. And all of a sudden I start seeing things. And as I'm getting a picture, as I'm praying and I'm getting a picture of myself and all of a sudden the things that I'm doing right now, I was seeing then. 1994, 1995, I'm seeing the things that I'm doing. I, I'm seeing, I, I saw myself, you know, uh, you know, standing in front of, from people that were of different race, a different nationality and preaching and, and preaching the gospel. I couldn't hear what I was saying, but I could see the people. And next thing I know, when I go to Africa, I see the very picture that I had on the inside of me, but you know, it was something on the inside of me that was saying, there's something more. See, I know there's people in here this morning that you have that desire and you have that heart that there's something more. But you know what? That's God leading you to press in deeper. It's God leading you to take who you are as a seed and plant it in the ground so something can now can break forth and bud. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33, and this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and when the Lord put in my heart to go to the scripture, I, at first I was like, well, I, yeah, it's one of my favorite scriptures, and I know what it talks about, some of you do too, where, where God says you need to go in the promised land, and, and Moses cries out and says, I'm not going to go unless your presence goes with me. Man, I love that. 
I love that. I'm not doing this unless your presence is on it. I'm not going to go there unless you're with me, Lord. I say that almost every time I come out from the back from preparation, Lord, I don't want to go out there if you're not there. Because trust me, I do not want to stand up here and talk to you without him. Not that I don't like you. It's just because in me, (laughs) you don't want just Justin. Amen. And, and, and here, you know, he says, he, he says, show me your glory. And, uh, you know, I, I love this chapter. And he, he goes through and he says, well, you know, he goes, well, I, you can't see on me, but I'll put my hand over your face. When I get by, you'll see my backside, you know, and, and there's a place by me in the cleft of a rock. I love, I love those set of scriptures. And so I was like, Lord, why do you want me to go here? And he says, he goes, I want to talk to you about how following produces flourishing. You see, because Jesus said you have to die. And when you die, you'll break forth and there'll be much fruit, right? And he says, any man serve me, let him follow me. He says, most people in the body of Christ are still in seed stage because of what they've been following. Hallelujah. Too many people in the body of Christ are still in seed stage because of what they're following. So let's pick this up and we're going to bring out something here. Let's look at verse 7 in Exodus 33. It says, And Moses took the tabernacle and he pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and he called it the tabernacle of the congregation. Meaning this was the temple for everyone. It was for the group of people, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out into the tabernacle that all the people rose up and they stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. So get a picture of this. Moses has gone into the tabernacle. Everyone else, they're worshiping God. They're, they're there, but they're at, they're at just the tent of their, their house. They're just, they're just, if this was the door, they're just, we're watching where, where Penny and Kevin are. They're, they're, they're looking at Moses going into the house. They're go, going into the tabernacle. See, sometimes as, as believers, we like to stay. Well, if I just stay here, I'm okay. You see, that represents just staying seed stage. You see, when the children of Israel left Egypt, the first declaration that was made to them wasn't about necessarily going to a promised land. The first declaration that he made to Pharaoh was, let my people go so they can go to the wilderness and worship me. You see, everything's always going to begin with worship. You you want anything in life, it's always going to begin with worship. So the aspect of what what it was wasn't necessarily going to a promised land, but first, go 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 out of Egypt and go to the wilderness to worship me. You see, it was only supposed to be an 11-day journey. So the Bible says, but it took 40 years. Why? Because a group of people couldn't die. Meaning a group of people couldn't get beyond seed stage. And there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that have come out of Egypt, so to speak. But yet haven't gone into promised land. Because they don't know why they came out of the world to begin with. It was to come out of the world to worship him, to become like him. It's a little deep this morning. 
So, so the whole aspect was for them to not just be at the tent door because they were all supposed to be in the presence. They were all supposed to worship God. He said, come, he's told Pharaoh, they're going to come out to the wilderness and worship on the mountain. But because of their unbelief, they couldn't even approach the mountain. Verse nine, and it came to pass as Moses entered the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses and all the people saw the cloud pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. Verse 11, and the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. Now get this. And this is what the Lord wanted me to bring out. But his servant, Joshua. The son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. You see, what I want to deal with the rest of our time I have with you is Joshua. Joshua had a plan. There was a plan for, for Joshua's life. There was a purpose for Joshua's life. But the thing is, is he had to make a decision that he wasn't going to be like everyone else and just stay at the tent door. It said that even though that Moses came down, it said that he, Joshua, departed not out of the tabernacle. What was he doing? He was following. He was following. He was following. He was, he was dying, so to speak. He was following. As, as Jesus said, any man serve me, let him follow me, and he will bring forth much fruit. You see, there's a great plan and a great purpose on your life, but you have to come to a place where you're following, not what, what everyone else is doing, but following, Amen. but following. Let's go to Joshua chapter one. He departed not out of the tabernacle. You see, when he chose to plant himself in the tabernacle and he chose to plant himself under Moses, it allowed God to bring out the destiny that was the only inside of him. And there's a time in your life where you need to plant yourself in the house and plant yourself under a man of God to where destiny can come out of you. Joshua chapter one, verse one says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses minister, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise Take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land which I'm giving to them, the Israelites. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. Hallelujah. Arise. Arise. What was that? See, now, now the next thing we see is Joshua is stepping in and breaking forth. See, he had been following. He had planted a seed. I'm dying to what I want. And I'm going to, I'm going to stay in God's presence and I'm going to stay next to Moses. And what happened? He came to a place where he broke forth and it was time to bud arise because Moses is dead. It's time for you to take over this people. Let's go to Joshua chapter three. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter three. See, Joshua had been following Moses for 40 years, but yet never stepped into a promised land. Wow. Joshua remained planted. See, sometimes following leaders, you can be like, I could do it better than them. After all, I'm the, I'm the Joshua generation. 
You know, and those, those other people, Moses' generation, they, they're kind of old school. See, there's a Joshua generation out there that, you know, people talk about a Joshua generation. But the thing is, is as a Joshua generation, are you doing what Joshua did? Did you stay planted and did you stay as a servant? Because it's in that that you break forth and become. Too many people want to break forth and becoming, but they don't know how to be die first. I could go several directions right now, but see, so what was different about Joshua? What was going to cause this group of people now, 40 years later, break forth and step into a promised land? What was going to be the difference? Let's look at Joshua chapter three, verse one. Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the Israelites and lodged there before passing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp. Commanding the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being born by the priests, set out from where you are and follow it. Now, now get this. When you see the priests bearing the Ark, what does the Ark represent? It represents God's word and it represents God's presence. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being born by the priests, set out from where you are and follow it. Meaning when you see these priests, it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to look at what they're doing. And he says, and follow it. See, there, when you follow, it will bring about fruitfulness in your life. Hallelujah. Verse four, yet a space must be kept between you and it, about 2,000 cubits or a half a mile by measure. Come not near it, that you may be able to see the ark and know the way you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So get a picture of this. Here they're saying, we're about to go to this promised land, but how are you going to step into it? You're going to see the priest. They're going to bear the ark. Keep your eyes on it. Keep out a half a mile in front of you. Keep your eyes on it. Why? Because you haven't been this way before. Meaning if you want to step into something new, you want to do something new, you're going to have to die to the way you've done things in the past. You're not going to get to, to the promised land the way you've been doing things for 40 years. It hasn't worked this far. And I want to communicate to every single one of us in here. You want to step out and break forth and become what God's created you to be. You're going to have to do something different than you've done the last 10 or 15 or 20 years as you've been walking with God. It's going to take something different. And I'm not talking about works to earn anything with God. I'm just saying that he said he wants to reveal some things in you so he can do something through you. So keep your eyes on it because you haven't been this way before. And what's the next verse say? And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. That is, separate yourself for a special holy purpose. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. What is that? That's, that's an aspect of dying. A seed. Plant my seed. When you're planting a seed, what are you doing? You're surrendering it to something. Sanctify yourself today. Yourself. Not your spouse. Say yourself. Your pastor doesn't do this for you. You sanctify yourself. This is your decision and your choice. Sanctify yourself today. For a holy purpose. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders. Will do wonders. Will do wonders among you. 
Now think about it. If, if we would, we would plant ourselves for a holy purpose, what could God do through us? See, you, you're in the kingdom. If you made Jesus the Lord of love, you're in the kingdom. He's just saying, I just now want you to take a step further and I want you to sanctify yourself because I want to do wonders through you. Please, this is not about works to earn a place with God. Please, there's a difference between salvation by faith that obtains righteousness and works of righteousness. They're two different things. See, when you were brought into the kingdom, it was for you to become like him so you could do what he does. But too often we stay seed stage. I hear God saying, come a little bit deeper. Because I want you to break forth and bud. Come a little bit deeper because I want to do something through you. That's why I hear Joshua going throughout the, the camp. Sanctify yourself today for a holy purpose. Because tomorrow I want to do wonders among you. Tomorrow I want to do something through you that you never thought you could do. You've been walking around these mountains complaining for, for 40 years. Is now for you to step into something different. But you know what? You're going to have to sanctify yourself. Joshua followed. So Joshua could become. I guarantee if you follow, you will become. You will break forth and you will bud. Verse 6 says, Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took it up and went on before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to magnify you in the sight of all Israel. So that you may know that as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. It's time for you to break out. Joshua, I'm about to honor you. Those that serve me will follow me. And him that serves me, him will my father honor. That's what God was saying to Joshua. Because you planted yourself, Joshua, I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to, I'm going to show you great value. And people are going to know that as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Hallelujah. What I hear Jesus saying to the disciples... He says, him will my father honor what I hear him saying to us this morning. Make the decision to die. If you're that kernel of corn this morning, you you know where you are in your growth in him. Whatever it is and wherever you're at, plant it. Because what Jesus is saying to us is, is as my father glorified me, he's going to glorify you. But don't love your life. Don't love your life more than the calling I have on your life. Because there comes a time in your life where you battle between, you can battle between two things. And I remember dealing with a situation with someone a number of years ago, and it was a difficult situation, and my heart was hurting for this particular person. Because I know they were going in a direction that they didn't need to go. And I, I remember, I remember as they were going in that direction and I asked the Lord what to do. And he said, he said, at this point, you can do nothing. I said, what do you mean? Can I pray? He says, he says, they're at a place of decision. He goes, they have to choose between self or multitudes. Self or multitudes. Are you going to choose based on self are you going to choose what's going to affect multitudes? I've been faced with that choice before and missed it. Yeah. 
chose what I wanted more than what I knew really God wanted for me. But I'm standing here and I can tell you that God is faithful. And he restores. Let's make a decision every day that I choose to die. How do you die? Follow. How do I die? Follow. Where, you, where you're planted. I'll close with this. Go to Psalms 1. I'm not finishing. I'm just done. Maybe we'll pick up next week. Psalms 1. Where you're planted. And what you choose to surrender to. And what you choose to yield yourself to. Has everything to do with flourishing. Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Meaning he doesn't follow the voice of the rest of the world. Nor does he stand in the way of sinners. Nor does he sit in the seat of the scornful. So blessed is the man. So blessed is the man that doesn't follow after the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that doesn't stand in the way of sinners. Blessed is the man that doesn't seat, sit in the seat of the storm. So where you plant yourself has everything to do with your success. Do you want to be a blessed man? Do you want to be a blessed woman? Then it comes down to his delight is in the law of the Lord. Meaning what is he? He follows the law of the Lord and in his word, does he meditate day and night? And he, the blessed man, the one that's following the word, the one that's following his presence will be what? Like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. You see, what are you following? Are you following the world? Or are you following the word? Because whatever I'm planning myself in determines how I flourish. Father, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you for the challenge that it brings, the direction that it brings. And I thank you for bringing us up to another level in you. As a body of believers this morning, we choose to yield to you. We choose to serve you. We choose to follow you. We choose to pursue you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We choose to not sit and follow after everything that's going on in the world around us. But we choose to focus on, just like Joshua, we keep your word and your presence out before us because we're about to go places we've never been before. I thank you for it this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your hand on this congregation. Thank you for your hand over every single one of us as we step into the calling upon our lives. Thank you, Father, that he that began a good work in us will complete it. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We choose to follow you. We choose to plan ourselves this morning. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you're Pastor Justin. I receive what you're saying today. And I make a decision. To plant myself. I make a decision. To serve. I make a decision to follow after. I make a decision. To give everything I am to God. I'm ready to take my life as a seed. And I'm ready to plant it. So it can grow up and become.
If that's you and you say, yes, pastor, that's me. Just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. We bring our lives before you this morning, Father. Laying them at your feet. As Jeremiah, Father, you said before we were in our mother's womb, you knew us. And you ordained us. For Jeremiah was to be a prophet to the nations. I don't know what each one of us and every single individual person is called to, but I know it's something great. I know it's something significant. And I know, Father, that it's in our following after you, it's in our pursuing after you and staying hooked up with you that will cause us to flourish. So as a body this morning, we plant our life as a seed. If you believe that and you mean that, just repeat this after me. Father God, I bring my life before you. I plant myself. I choose to serve you. Jesus said, if any man serve you, would follow him. So this morning, I follow. And as I follow, you said in your word that the Father would lift us up. Thank you, Father. I declare that destinies are coming forth. Destinies are coming forth. Callings are coming forth. I thank you for visions. I thank you that the Holy Spirit will give you insight, give you direction about your calling, your purpose. I just sense in my heart as a church body, we're going to rise and rise and rise. We're going to flourish. We're going to flourish. We're going to flourish in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Believe that. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.